Hello and welcome to Can I Take My Mask Off? This is episode two and today I'm joined by my dear friend Renee um, who has very graciously volunteered to be on this podcast. So would you like to introduce yourself Renee? Hi everyone. Um, My name is Renee. I've known Val since way too long so when she said that she's doing this podcast that I wanted to support her so I volunteered to you know be a guest and also you know spend some time with her yes talk I so appreciate that I think um if we do the math I think we've known each other since 07 since you were in the eighth grade and I was in the ninth grade pretty much yeah. And leadership really brought us together because we got yeah. to go on field trips together. Mm-hmm. I think what was, what were the field trips we did? I think we did, um, the first one was like Lynn Canyon. Yes. There were, there were a few that year. I think there was Lynn Canyon. There was, I think there was a Whistler camp. Uh, was it when you Whistler? guys, um, went up to Whistler or Squamish to see the Eagles? Oh, yes, that was for sure. I think that was grade 10 for that, me. Yeah, that was grade nine for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much when we started hanging out. And our, I guess one thing I noticed that really brought us together was our liking of Korean boy bands back then. Oh, my goodness. I watched a 2 p.m. video today. And I have not watched like a 2 p.m. music video in like, years I haven't followed them in years but like obviously I have a secret love for them and I was like damn these guys be looking fine like (laughs) (laughs) after so many years you know what though they're like in their early and like mid 30s and like I know as kids we thought that like oh my gosh like they're so old but like really they were not that much older than us and now like even being in their 30s like that's not old that's still very young but I think by Korean standards it's like you're basically a senior when you hit 30 and you're still in the industry I think yeah as a I guess as a boy band because when they come out they're in like their teens to you know their 20s and that's when we start noticing them and then we like fall in love but Mm -hmm. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who 2PM is, they're part of the second wave of K-pop, along with <laughs> Girls' Generation and 2NE1 and Shiny and Big Bang. And uh, yeah, they preceded BTS, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we're way back when. Yeah, we're like OG fans. Like when yeah. K-pop started to make its way into like, western culture i think that's when we really like hopped on there yeah that was the biggest thing that i think through high school everyone was had a korean phase yeah yeah um are you watching are you still watching korean dramas um i recently watched one Mm -hmm. it was the it's okay not to be okay Oh, as, oh. As, as many people may have watched it because, you know, the gentleman that plays the main guy character is very handsome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I wasn't sure who the girl was, but I watched it because um, I liked the storyline that it wasn't something like obviously Korean dramas is all about like love and stuff, but it wasn't mm. very cheesy mm. in a way. Obviously, there might be some you know, plot that is cheesy, but it's not lovey-dovey all the way. That that's what I think it caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I watched it and I really enjoyed it, and it brought me back to the days that I just binge watch Korean dramas. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the last one that I binge watched. Oh, I, I can't even remember what it's called. It's on Netflix right now, and um, it has the girl from Parasite, the actress from that movie. Um, but anyways, the story is about how she like befriends these two guys and they're both like actors in the enterta- entertainment industry. And it's really, um, it's really heartfelt because mm-hmm. like, they're both like, they're all trying to pursue their careers, but they're also like 
trying to manage their relationships as well. And the main character, like the main guy, he's just really, really, really cute. Um, mm. And he's a great actor. Like you, you know, like the type of actor, like in Korean dramas where like when he's expressive, like you can actually see the emotion on his face mm-hmm. versus like, I feel like sometimes these Korean dramas, they get like turned out so quickly and it's like the same kind of expectations. So like some guys yeah. are just kind of like, stone-faced or like when they're angry all they do is yell like there's no real expression in their faces yeah 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 I I don't to be honest I don't watch that many nowadays is because I think I tried watching a couple before and then you know just doesn't interest me Mm -hmm. with like the plot like I don't even bother watching the high school related ones (laughs) because To be honest, I'm out of that phase and, you know, I don't think, you know, it really relates to us no more, but yeah, so, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it definitely takes you back when you like watch a Korean drama after not having seen one for a while and you're just like, oh yeah, I remember the days when I would like (laughs) watch this until like 12, 1, 2 a.m. I know. And just like finish a series in a weekend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what we used to do. Yeah. So how have you been during this pandemic? Um it it has been a roller coaster mm-hmm. for this since this pandemic started. Like um I was, you know, um at my previous job, I got laid off, I took a break, and then I started a new job. And mm-hmm. then so, you know, a lot lots have happened for the past, you know almost a year and a half for me and you know I even though you know work like things have been not good as in like I got laid off but I somehow I really liked the outcome that you know I was kind of in a toxic work environment Mm -hmm. that you know for people that, you know, don't want to lose their jobs because, you know, we're all like, you know, working every day. We just want to, you know, keep working and, you know, we don't even really think of quitting, even though, you know, the environment isn't as good because, you know, we just want to work and keep working. Mm-hmm. And then so to a point that when they actually laid uh-huh. me off, obviously I was, you know, disappointed and you know I cried I was like oh you know but you know it is what it is it was the pandemic and then so I took a couple months off and then when I actually um you know got back on my feet to look for a new position um it was you know in a different mindset that what I'm looking for in a new job is so much more different because I want I don't want to be in another toxic environment I want to be somewhere where I'm you know comfortable that I'm wanting to go to work mm-hmm. so I'm luck- I'm very lucky that I found that when um when I went to look for a new job mm-hmm. yeah and then also many other things happened this pandemic um my parents sold our house we're moving we're moving to a new place next month or end of this month actually mm-hmm. so and then um and then me and my boyfriend staying at the basement space, getting renovated. So, so many things are happening. But I feel very, you know, energized what, what's there to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think listening to you talk about, like, your old job and, like, the things that, the way that you would talk about it, like, you don't talk about your new job like that. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you've gained a lot of perspective through that change as painful as I imagine it must have been to have to go through that and 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 have to in um experience the change it sounds like yeah you've you've gained a new perspective um on what you want and it's been more clear um like what you're looking for you're not willing to compromise Mm -hmm. um you know your own personal well-being for your job yeah yeah there was definitely some like mental health issues and you know some very stressful very like pains all over the body for like you know x amount of months just because you know someone said this 
at a workplace and that, you know, it just wasn't healthy for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad that I did get laid off. So, you know, I kind of got out of it so I can, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you mentioned was- like physical, like physical symptoms of that toxic mm-hmm. work environment. Um, do you mind sharing what those, uh, what that was like? Maybe not necessarily what they were, if you don't want to. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but I think one thing was that I noticed very like dramatically was um, I started having, because I was so stressed, my muscle tends to tense up mm-hmm. that to a point I had, I think there was one month that it was so severe that um, I couldn't turn my head um, my, um, from my neck all the way to my shoulders and to my, to around my shoulder blades mm. and a little bit uh, below that it was, I could not move it at all but I still had I still went to work mm-hmm. but when I had to you know do work and stuff when I had to move I literally when I have to turn left or right I shifted my whole body just to kind of attend to it mm-hmm. and then I was to a point you know this was really stressful you know this is I've never felt this kind of pain before mm-hmm. so that's why I realized oh, okay like this is because of stress, because, you know, um, I've never felt this before. And like, this is a period where I have been, you know, way too, like too much work stress has put on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then obviously I needed to like relieve the stress and the muscle pain and everything off me. So I started going, you know, seeking help, like RMT, go physiotherapy, stuff like that and then obviously eventually it got it eased up Mm -hmm. at what point did you make that connection that your physical pain was connected to your mental stress for me I feel like it it was muscle by muscle that it started you know building but obviously when it started I didn't care for it because you know it was maybe like, oh, I didn't sleep properly the last couple of nights. Or, you yeah. know, maybe I was like doing some physical activity that I pulled something. So I didn't, you know, go think that, you know, it's something. But every day I go back to work, I'm I'm nervous. Mm. Or like I'm, how do you say, like I'm very cautious around mm. the, pers- the people that I, I work for because, I don't know if, you know, I do something wrong, they're going to throw me under the bus. Mm. Or I do something wrong, you know, they're going to, you know, threaten to maybe, you know, telling me I don't need to go in tomorrow. Mm. So I think that was kind of an ongoing buildup. That to a point that um, people at the where I previously worked were, you know, maybe leaving and work started piling more Mm. on me that and when I when it was to a point that I was very stressful that's when like you know my all these muscles start to tense and to a point I I couldn't even move and you know that was already gone very serious but Mm -hmm. I just you know ignored it yeah I think we've all had those experiences Mm -hmm. in our professional lives. And those are, those are learning experiences at the end of the day. Um, I'm just thinking about your experience and um, I had an experience as well, like in a toxic work environment. And I remember um, really like ignoring it and ignoring the fact that like, I couldn't sleep, that I wasn't eating, that like I had no motivation. Um, And just thinking like, oh, it's because I'm tired. It's because there's change happening. And Mm -hmm. um, it came to a boiling point for me when I was driving to work and I realized I was in the middle of a panic attack um, that I realized I'm like, I'm having this panic attack, not because of just me and like my anxiety, but because of the situation that I'm in. And that was like a realization for me, like I need help, like I need to get out of this situation mm-hmm. um and in your case it sounds like um that exit so to speak uh kind of came at a, a 
um, unexpected, I guess, but also mm-hmm. like a, a good time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a good way to leave because I guess I didn't realize it myself. So someone kind of had like shoved me to make me move. So that that was what the pandemic kind of, you know, like make it made it happen so it was like kind of a good thing for me Mm -hmm. because you know obviously while I'm having these like negative energy around me it affects people around me Mm. so you know like I'm like one thing that um just like Justin my, uh, my boyfriend said to me when I started my new job was that one it always stuck to my head was um, you know, since you started your new job, maybe it's been like a month or so. He's like, you never came home unhappy. Mm. Or like, you know, you never came home like ranting or, you know, like you're so like mad or stressed. Whereas before, you know, I would go home and say, you know, oh my God, you know, this happened. Can't believe, like, it's just very, very negative mm-hmm. towards him too, because, you know, I'm spreading this to him even though you know I'm just ranting but like he feels that I'm very very unhappy Mm -hmm. so when I first kind of so when I started my new job which you know I love now like you know because everyone's so nice and it's just very positive to um be in such a different like be be in this kind of environment because that's not what I experienced before Mm -hmm. whereas now it's very very different and you know, I'm kind of glad and he's happy that I come home happy. I'm like, oh yeah, let's make dinner. Let's go out. I'm always like already in that kind of positive energy. So like the mood is totally shifted. That's really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Our spouses, our partners, um, we never give them enough credit, I think, for um, yeah. how they reflect a lot of what we're feeling. And, um, you know, sometimes those situations can make you a little bit le- like desensitize yourself to how people around you may be feeling. Mm-hmm. And like, if you are wondering if, hey, is this the right thing for me to do? Like, ask your spouse or like ask your partner like well what do you think or like just observe kind of the way that they respond to your questions mm-hmm. um I think um yeah like I had this same experience with Dawn as well like when I was working in that toxic work environment I was coming home every day and just like having sharing those things with him and in my head I was thinking like oh I'm just like telling you about my day but in his Mm -hmm. mind he's like you have a problem that you're sharing with me and I can't fix it for you and I think the only way that um, this situation can be fixed is if you leave that work environment if you if you remove yourself from there and like yeah it took me a really long time to um, do that for myself. And mm-hmm. um, it just made a world of difference because that was no longer the focal point of our relationship. What I was going through was not no longer a focal point. And we could focus on things like going out and having fun exactly. and like enjoying yeah. each other's company. Yeah. 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 It's not always just kind of ranting or like telling your problems. Yeah. Cause that's no fun. Like it feels, it feels good for you to like get it off your chest, but like you you're the person you're ranting to isn't exactly like responding with positivity and reassurance because they're like you're telling me about a problem I want to tell you how to fix it I want to give you perspective but like you're not receptive to it right now so there's like these um conflicting uh uh priorities I guess in a sense Yeah. yeah 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 that's good I'm glad that you um have exited out of that situation um Mm -hmm. and found something for you that like fits so much better very glad right now Mm -hmm. so you and I have both been living with family as well as significant others during the pandemic Mm -hmm. um how do you think this experience compares to how, how do you think this experience um colors um, the way that you handled the pandemic versus somebody who might live with just one other person or might live on their own? Mm, for me, uh, during the pandemic, it really, um, how do you say, like, 
I really see how much time I'm spending with, you know, if I'm spending more time with my boyfriend, then I try and if say we have meet up with people during that time, I would quarantine myself before I see my parents mm-hmm. again. I guess mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you have to, you know, you can only wish I know during the prime time of pandemic. You can only, you know, see your family. I think only or like your own household. Household, own household. Yes. Yeah. So for me, my household was either my parents or with my boyfriend, Justin. So, um, there there was a time obviously that I didn't see my parents for like a month or two months. But you know, um, I just didn't want to risk it because mm-hmm. you know. My parents lived with my grandma, and she would be like somewhat like a high risk um, patient. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if that really answers your question, but um, if you want to go a little bit more detail, <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, it was a very interesting experience, and I think um, like you shared something which I didn't know, which is that like you purposely would like quarantine after you saw people before you saw your 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 family members, and I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody managed the pandemic differently. There was, you know, um, if you, it, it's impossible, I think, to follow every single thing that, you know, Dr. Bonnie Henry kind of laid out yeah. for us. It's it's just not possible, you know, like not everyone yeah. is in that kind of situation. Um, yeah. So it's interesting to know like how, how people handled it differently, especially if like you're splitting your time between like your own, your, your family and, and your boyfriend, um, things like that, like how that kind of works. And um, for myself personally, like I, I didn't see, I like, I did not step foot into like the house of, of um, anyone uh, for like a good I don't think like yesterday was probably the first time that I actually like spent time in another person's house in in quite some time. And like, that was miserable. Like it was miserable to not be able to um, be in the physical presence of people. Um, Yeah. So it's like, it's different for everybody, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like things have changed, like definitely, even though I guess the restrictions are slowly lifting mm-hmm. um for me I feel like masks are still kind of like a mandatory thing and yeah for six, sure and the six feet I feel like even for lineups nowadays people tend to get a little closer mm-hmm. but I'm like sorry excuse me you're standing a little bit too close to me yeah yeah I think um like I'm not afraid to go into grocery stores mm-hmm. and like you know, pass somebody, like, I'm not there, like, breathing the same air, I'm not talking to them face to face, um, so, you know, like, in general, I think, I, I, I think that the way that this virus is transmitted, like, in the usual kind of way that we go around things, um, you know, following social distancing and stuff, like, I, I feel pretty safe, but I totally agree with you, like, I think, in, you know, especially in the fall when flu season starts up, like we're very lucky not to have a flu season this past year because um, people had reduced their social contacts and like there were very few instances of the flu, right? Um, but yeah, I think this fall when social contacts are picking up and like people mm-hmm. are starting to see each other more often, like I'm comfortable going around with a mask. I think like if I'm walking into a shopping mall and there are people who are coughing and like just kind of, you know, spreading droplets. I don't care if it's COVID droplets or whatever. Like I don't want to be the recipient of anybody's bacteria if I can help it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like even when you see someone sneeze or cough or something, you would like take a look, you know, at you know, if they're wearing a mask and how close they are to you, obviously if they're somewhat close, you would like kind of move, move your way away, like move your way out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of their bubble. Yeah you know, get out of it. Yeah. It used to be such a rude thing to like see someone coughing and they're just like shy away. But now it's like, I I feel like the pandemic has given us um, a lot more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. The power to be like, no, keep stay the F out of my life. 
out of my way. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to sneeze, go outside, please. Or like, you know, sneeze into your elbow. Yeah. I always joke, like the pandemic is probably the best thing that ever happened to people who, to us who see people like not washing their hands when they go to the bathroom, because now even those people are like, oh, I got to practice like proper hand hygiene. Right. Oh my gosh. And people who do not understand personal space, Mm -hmm. this is the perfect, it's like, give yourself six feet. Yeah. And I'm perfectly comfortable with like backing away from someone or like telling someone like, can you just give me a little bit more space? Like, yeah. I'm like, yes, I have full reign to do this now, even after the pandemic. Do you remember that? (laughs) Like two years from now, do you remember that? (laughs) Oh, I can't imagine to the days that it'll go back to like two years ago. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. it's going to go by in the blink of an eye because we're all going to be trying to make up for lost time. For sure. Mm-hmm. People are going to start, people are already booking traveling. I already know a couple of people that already booked their flights to go like internationally. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's going to be something for sure. I'm just going to play it safe though. I'm going to see yeah. how things go this fall and then start making plans. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you never know especially the fall is the high season yeah it's going to raise a lot of alarm bells I think when people start Mm -hmm. getting the flu and they're going to be like oh do I have the flu or do I have COVID and like thankfully we have the tools now to like get that tested out and get that figured out but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so how has this pandemic uh lived up to your expectations do you have an example um like like for example um like the way that things have gone was there anything that you were like "Mm, like that makes sense like I I expected that to happen or like um I think that 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 makes a lot of sense that it happened that way um for example Mm -hmm. like expectations that like we'd have a second wave (laughs) yeah like were there any instances like that where the pandemic was just just like lived up to your expectations I don't know working from home counts Mm -hmm. because like since the pandemic I've been loving working from home like um I don't know if that means like living up to the expectation but you know it 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 fits the situation, you know, working from home is like, you know, the ideal plan instead of, you know, always going into the office. Obviously I don't go into, so my work from home schedule is I don't always go to work in the office. I only work the office three days a week and I work Mm -hmm. from home two days a week. And I'm kind of glad I had the luxury of doing that. Um, So till now, because I, um, some other people don't, I know, don't have that luxury, so they still have to go into the office every day, but um, I'm, I really enjoyed it, how, like, you know, I still get to work in my PJs, and, <laughs> you know, attend to my dog when I need to, yeah. and, you know, and still, you know, do what I have to do every day, but, you know, there's a little bit more flexibility, obviously, when I'm working from home, there might be something playing in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was um pretty interesting because like a lot of companies prior to the pandemic, they were like, no, you can't work from home and like mm-hmm. your productivity will go down. But now it's like everybody, not everybody, like a lot of people have made that work from home shift and they've realized like, you know, like, you know, you know, that like, um, kind of stereotype, like, oh, you know, like you shouldn't be working in nine to five and like, yeah. you should be living like the hustling life and like, you know, being your own boss and stuff like that. I'm like, at first I was like, I don't know about that. Like there seems to be a lot of risk. And then I realized like, oh, like working from home is like bomb. Like it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get so much done both professionally and personally when I work from home because I don't have to commute. <laughs> yeah, I think the commuting was used to take a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas um, now I just, when I'm off, I'm off like that. I just turn the laptop off and I'm off. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have to commute because when I used to live in um, when I used to like SkyTrain and you know bus home that can take like an over an hour if I yeah. have to like wait for the bus. So yeah. So then now just working from home, I just you know turn on and off the laptop. Works wonders for me. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. Did you um did you pick up any hobbies because you found yourself with so much more free time? For me, I don't know if I really can does food count as a hobby? Cooking. <laughs> so I started I did start cooking more mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. Um I do notice myself that I'm not a sweet kind of person that my when I bake sweets like cookies brownies they never tend to come out the way I want so or they they have been a fail so I started cooking meals and so far I've been really you know getting the hang of like trying different you know dinner or like lunch recipes and I think I'm a more savory cooking kind of person with the salt and pepper yeah 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 um I think that's more of my deal because yeah. um Justin has been like oh this is good or like oh, okay you should make this yeah okay okay so like I've been trying different recipes and so far I've been like I cook dinner once in a while and I try something new or you know um yeah and then so right now I mastered one recipe that I made like six seven times and Justin has said that I make it better than the restaurant. What it is this Taiwanese. Dupai Tan? Like, what, what's your, your trademark meal here? <laughs> it is a Taiwanese beef noodle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're telling me. You're like, this is my, like, go-to my dish. go-to good dish. It does take a little bit longer because I do not use a, um, like, an instant pot to, like, simmer or like pressure cook it I actually let it simmer for like two hours mm. before um, we eat it so that but the juice sink in mm. yes. you're gonna have to make it for me I'm requesting yes. this now <laughs> yes please I I rave about it because it's it's been making me very very confident in my cooking <laughs> that's awesome yeah, so that's been like one thing that I started like slowly picking up at like Google recipes or if um, another recipe that um, I really liked making was, um, have you tried the Savio kale salad? No, I have not. So Savio, the restaurant um, has like one of their, like I guess the signature dish is like kale salad. And every time I ate it, it, just tastes so good so I googled the recipe and I made it I bought all the specific cheeses like yeah and I made it and I got it (laughs) that sounds so good you're gonna have to share that recipe with me so I can make it with my three pieces of homegrown kale (laughs) (laughs) yes I saw you pick up some gardening yeah, I was like out there in the dirt today and I was like, man, my kale's looking good. And it's like <laughs> literally like one bushel. I've seen yeah. like people with like full on like legit like bushes of kale. And I'm like, it, my garden's just not there yet. It's just not there. Yeah, it just takes some time. That's what happened to me when I think right before the pandemic, I brought two pots of aloe from Costco <laughs> and it was literally slowing dying because you know how aloe is like very thick yeah so it got very skinny and very thin to this point I'm like oh my god no I don't want this to die yeah so then I like changed it up I like monitor my watering and stuff and then now it's blooming it's fat and chunky love it my grandma saw it and was like this is some good aloe (laughs) yeah you just like leveled up to like Asian grandma right there. I know, I know. Mm, I don't grandma. know what people say about like succulents being like super easy plants. Like I not. can kill them, like no problem. Um, 
the cactus you gave me is uh-huh. still alive. Oh, yeah, I the, think it bloomed twice already. It had flowers. Yeah, is it bigger now? Uh, it's like a little bigger, but it's almost the same size. But it's bloomed twice. Oh, that's so good. It's yeah. a yellow cactus, right? Uh, no, it's red. It's red. Didn't it have yeah. some yellow on it. Was it yellow when I gave it to you? <laughs> it's it's red now. Okay. Maybe it changed color. Maybe I don't know. For for some reason in my head, maybe I like maybe my my memories are colorblind, but like in my head, I rem- I clearly remember handing you a yellow cactus. I feel like now it's like fully red. Okay, maybe, maybe it was because it, it was a colors. baby. Yeah, it was like a baby yeah. cactus. It turned red. Anyways, congratulations on your cactus and your obvious yeah. green thumb. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So how would you say, I guess you've kind of like been answering this as well, because, um, you know, we've talked about change a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So this question is, how have you changed as an individual during this time? I definitely is more cautious of my surroundings Mm -hmm. that I used to, I guess, not care for. Like I, I might like bump into someone or, you know, trip over my own feet <laughs> but I'm even though that may still sometimes happen yeah um, but um I'm definitely you know more cautious on people you know if they're too close or you know they're you know not wearing a mask or you know I try to distance myself if you know that happens um and um I because there was a period where I wasn't working or when I laid off to the I guess a lot of people would say they they're finding themselves or something like that Mm -hmm. but for me it was more like like just enjoying I wouldn't say find myself but I was like enjoying my own company more Mm. yeah whereas you know everyone would go to work but it's just like me at home or something whereas like yeah I would you know maybe do do I don't know do just go for a walk even you know just to like enjoy the the weather outside like that something when I was always working I never really did yeah or even you know before the pandemic it was always oh I want to do something we're going to do something do like it was never really much by myself even though I feel like I sometimes did things my own like for me I enjoyed I enjoy shopping myself. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. like, for instance, um, my sister doesn't like shopping by herself, mm-hmm. but I actually somehow enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And then I've, um, I've gone on like hikes by myself. But like, even though that was before the pandemic, I just kind of never like. In, in a way, I don't know how to say, but you know, the pandemic made me think of like, oh, you know, I really should enjoy my own company more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I guess reading people's eyes, facial expressions mm-hmm. through the pandemic, like and trying to understand how people are expressing themselves through like their voice and their eyes instead of, you know, when you used to just see people's face, you see what they're telling you. So now like, even though you're like, just showing me your eyes, I'm, I'm like through your voice and, you know, whatever you're trying to tell me, trying to understand what you're expressing. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. And how I'm interpreting it is um, like, you know, when you're like pre-pandemic, you're in a social situ- situation and like mm-hmm. there's so many people there and you're kind of like, I guess um, for lack of a better word, you're kind of overstimulated because your brain is taking mm-hmm. in so much information from your surroundings that like, you're not thinking like, you're not noticing things like, what color shirt is that person wearing? Or like, how is that person wearing their hair? Or like, um, how did this person react to something that you just said? And like, Mm -hmm. I think with the pandemic, um, you know, the, a lot of people kind of um, relate uh, to the term, to the, to the phrase, like slow, slowing things down. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you really took the time to slow things down and like, enjoy the things savor the moments um by yourself that like you normally would enjoy but you never have the chance to do 
you know, and especially now everyone's wearing a mask, you really, you know, notice things, Mm -hmm. like little detail things like that usually you wouldn't really notice. Mm -hmm. It's like your face is usually like the most um, defining characteristic of yourself. And -hmm. like when you cover that up, it's like, yeah, almost like you you get the opportunity to like um, observe people, the other pieces of them, other than just what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which would be yeah. interesting to see, like, you know that show Love is Blind? Uh, yes. Yeah, is that I, show? I didn't watch it. Yeah, so, like, a bunch of strangers were, like, put into these pods, and they were supposed to, like, talk to people and, like, find their significant other, and they would do so without um, ever seeing one seeing another. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this was, like, one of those Netflix shows that, like, blew up last summer because nobody had anybody anything to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like they, they would talk about like the, the couples that were successful, like they would talk about how um, the experience had um, helped them to not focus on like physical appearance and like the way that people were presenting themselves, like visual cues of attraction and to mm-hmm. focus more on like the deeper emotional attraction. Um, but it was also really interesting, like when they would uh, meet each other in person for the first time, they were also like, oh my God, like thank god thank god you're like much better looking than i imagined or like you're more beautiful than i imagined and i'm just thinking to myself i'm like what were you expecting like (laughs) like were you expecting like some i don't know like what did you think that person what did you build that person up to be in your head (laughs) Mm -hmm. so along a similar vein um with the pandemic, some relationships grew deeper while some relationships um, cooled off. How would you compare what you're looking for in your relationships, be it, um, you know, romantic or um, friendship or professional? Um, How would you compare what you're looking for in a relationship now versus uh, what you were looking for in your relationships before? I don't think I ever thought of that question. (laughs) And that's why I'm asking it. (laughs) (laughs) for me though um with all like the pandemic at home working from home I do spend a lot more face time with Justin Mm -hmm. and you know so far we've been pretty good we we haven't killed each other yet (laughs) (laughs) so um it's actually been going quite well that you know we we're like very compatible with each other that um, it's still very comfortable, even though like you see each other face to face a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I don't think much has changed in terms of like our like goals together. Mm-hmm. It, it's still like still going like strong that, you know, we want to be together you know, even though, like, you know, whatever pandemic and stuff, so we're, like, after the pandemic, we're still wanting to, like, you know, have future plans together, mm-hmm. yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah, as for my, like, with my family, um, we, I don't get to see them as often as I usually do, so things are a little bit different when I see them that, um, we talk a lot more mm-hmm. or like with my sister with especially with my mom mm-hmm. um or like we try to like go shopping together like we want to spend time like when we're you know spending time with each other we're like holding hands and you know just you know telling each other like oh what happened like catching up kind of like when you're you don't see your girlfriend in a long time you just want to catch up there online so that kind of like switch to a mode with my mom mm-hmm. that um because during the pandemic I didn't see her as much so you know every time I saw her I want to be like oh you know what's new you know how's everything like are you feeling good or like you know or like have you been like seeing the doctor or whatever you know it just it just kind of like every time I see her I like speed things up in terms of like before you know I'll be like oh you know it's normal I can see her whenever and sometimes um when we see each other you know people we're still on our phone Mm -hmm. so like that kind of like shifted in a way it's like you want to spend more time with them then like that kind of shifted up yeah more quality time 
yeah yeah and then also like with my grandma and stuff like she was stuck at home because obviously she was like one of the high risk before like the vaccines came out mm-hmm. so she was like you know stuck at home for like a couple couple months right and she can really only do is just garden or like she didn't really even go to the grocery store because she didn't need to but like you know we would try to go to walks with her but like you know we can't really do anything but mm-hmm. yeah like all we can you know try to always you know once in a while cheer her up and be like oh you know the pandemic's over maybe you know my sister will get married or you know like someone will get married to like kind of like get her hopes up a little get her a little like yeah excited like, yeah excited and be more like positive and be I'm glad I'm glad that uh your relationships with your family have obviously changed everything changes um but uh there's like a sense of closeness um a different different type of closeness it sounds like yeah uh, than before yeah yeah how about how about yourself um I would say that I think I I was more focused on having like friendly relationships with like more people um, prior to the pandemic so I was like oh mm-hmm. yeah my social circle is pretty small and like not not that there are any guidelines on how many people should be in your social gu- <clears throat> social circle or, or anything like that but I, I kind of had this idea that like I needed to be more social than I was actually being mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit and I realized like you know I, I barely have enough energy for myself um, when I'm working this much um, and by this much, I mean, full-time just yeah. like 40 hours a week, right? Yeah. Not, nothing, nothing, uh, <laughs> excessive or anything like that, but I'm like, I barely have time for myself. And like, maybe that's the relationship that I need to focus on, um, the most. So I also had, um, a really similar experience to you where, um, you know, in the pandemic, I learned kind of more about being by myself. And that was always something that, unfortunately like I've always been kind of that's that's been a weak area of mine and um the pandemic provided me with the opportunity to um strengthen those skills and um really challenge myself I wasn't so brave as to go on solo hikes um because one time I got lost and (laughs) then I realized I was really not equipped for it um but uh yeah like doing things like going shopping by myself or like going out by myself like obviously cafes and and restaurants were not open for quite some Mm -hmm. time to that degree so I I didn't get to do that but like yeah I would go for walks by myself and like I spent a lot of time um I picked up a hobby of not hobby it's not hobby I don't like doing this but I picked up a habit of running um (laughs) And that like made me go out into my community and like, I, like I live in Surrey, but I was, you know, um, raised in, in East Van like yourself. And um, yeah, it like, it pushed me outside of my comfort zone and it pushed me to like explore parts of my neighborhood, which I had never done before. Um, So now I'm like super familiar with Surrey and like, I'm super comfortable with it. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it, it was uh, a nice byproduct of um, trying to learn to be alone mm-hmm. and enjoy my own company. So I'm like, I guess the, the, that's a long-winded way of me saying that um, I'm more interested in a relationship with myself than with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm learning about yeah. myself every day. Yeah, yeah. One thing I noticed in the pandemic, you know, um, before that, you would have like a lot of I guess catch up and like you know you with like a lot of friends Mm -hmm. but then when the pandemic happened you start to notice who's actually in your life which there isn't that many Mm -hmm. that you know who there are people that you thought were friends but they were just kind of kind of like acquaintances Mm -hmm. and not really your your friends so that's one thing I kind of like realized and it sunk in to like oh some people you thought were friends but maybe you guys aren't which was the one thing that I realized Mm -hmm. I realized um that there are so many people that you think you're friends with 
but that you actually haven't seen or spoken to in a really long time. And your only interaction with them was uh, through social media. Yeah. And it tricks your brain into thinking like, oh, like I actually know this person or like I actually have connection with them, but like you totally don't. (laughs) Yeah. It's just someone, you know. Yeah. And not your friends with, which for me, I realized more and more um, during the pandemic, like if my circle mm-hmm. or like, you know, my WhatsApp or text messages started only just cycling the same people, mm-hmm. whereas it's not like as before pandemic, like, you know, be like, oh, let's hang out. Hey, you know, you know, just out of the blue, which, you know, will not even happen now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad for that, too, because friendships you know friendships aside like just not being I think with social media like just not being distracted by other people's lives has um helped me realize like how I need to put more attention into like enriching my own life so what you Mm -hmm. were saying about earlier about like how your new job gives you the energy to like want to go out and do things like I want to have that energy I don't want to like build myself up so that like, oh, I only do these things on occasion or like, I don't make it, um, you know, a, a, a routine practice to, um, you know, have fun and like do things for recreation rather than just like ticking it off a list and saying, oh, I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think everyone's kind of mindset kind of shifted a bit when um, this pandemic happened. Yeah. Small or big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm also, I say that I'm interested in a relationship with myself, but I'm also interested in like strengthening the relationship with the people around me mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and focusing on that because I think the source of strong relationships with the people around me starts from a strong relationship with myself. And mm-hmm. I think, um, uh, you know, audiobooks, audiobooks that I've read during this time or listened to during this time, um, Brene Brown, you know, every every book that she writes is like a bible on vulnerability um so one thing she says in there is like um vulnerability is not um like sharing the parts of yourself that are hurting it's not just that um it's about sharing it because you want to and i'm totally just like butchering her her take on this but um it's about sharing it so that other people can relate to it and feel connected to you um because of how you know your bravery in being vulnerable um versus like I think some people open up and they're vulnerable but they um, haven't necessarily worked through that what's making them feel vulnerable and so when they're sharing it with you they're really kind of seeking validation and they're seeking support not that Mm -hmm. there's anything wrong about that but um yeah, it's important to kind of know the difference and know when like you're being vulnerable because you want to share, to relate, or you, mm-hmm. you're being vulnerable because you need, you need a hug, you need affirmation, you need support. Yeah. 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 yeah there are times I've obviously felt that when I needed, you know, people's affirmation to say, you know, you're doing a good job or like you know you know this is you're you're doing it right or you know you're like you're so strong or whatever you know there were times you know when when that did happen and Mm -hmm. so I I totally understand when people are trying to seek something even though they're not like ready to share yet but they Mm -hmm. just want to seek some kind of confirmation for themselves and isn't that all like, isn't that what social media is all about? It's about like seeking affirmation from people yeah. in, in various different ways. And it isn't necessarily like seeking affirmation mm-hmm. because like you're in a dark place. It could be, I'm in a really happy place and I need people around me to like affirm this and confirm it and like mm-hmm. be happy with me. Um, so yeah, I think social media has been like both a blessing and a curse <laughs> during this yeah. time. Yeah, like there, there are, there are like posts that I do see from, you know, random people that, you know, they see like in a way, I feel like they're trying to send a message which to relate, 
mm-hmm. but I felt like they're so like l- like a like hungry mm. like they want likes more mm-hmm. than their the message they're sending mm-hmm. yeah so I've been seeing like I see that and then sometimes I'm like like obviously I don't think I'm gonna like your post because I don't think that's your message but maybe obviously maybe I'm wrong and that's not what they are looking for so yeah yeah really makes you think twice about posting (laughs) so yeah especially on like all these different kinds of social media now like there's so many like yeah 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 it's far easier to post a picture um saying something than to like like it's easier to post a picture like asking people to say like oh you're this you're that like you know saying positive things about you than to say like oh I need help and like I'm actually in a really bad place like can someone Mm -hmm. just like give me a hug yeah um so I have three closing questions that I ask every single um guest on my show okay are you ready for it I'm ready for it Oh, they don't have to be rapid fire though. Um, take your time <laughs> thinking about it. Um, okay. So if there is one thing you would tell yourself at the beginning of the pandemic, um, knowing what you know now, what would it be and why? Quit. <laughs> Leave. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you deserve the stress-free environment. You know, yeah. Even just coming home happy is such a big difference. Mm-hmm. it especially, sounds so simple yeah especially in this kind of like summery sunshine weather you just want to be like you know let's go out let's go grab a drink right you know yeah. instead of when you're so like oh I just want to go home after work right mm-hmm. which does happen oftentimes I the first thing I do when I get off work is go home <laughs> <laughs> but but I try to make plans yeah yeah that's the last thing you want in a job you don't want to like um like be so tired that you don't want to do other things you don't want to live the rest of your life like life is not all about work and like yeah 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 I understand although I my previous work was not like the best situation of how I wanted it to be there are like supporting people there that I still keep contact with Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate Mm-hmm. yeah sometimes um when you're in your mm-hmm. lowest situations it's the people who are there with you in the trenches that like yeah you, you just build like connections to them that like cannot be cannot be articulated because like they know they know the shit you've been through <laughs> yeah 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 and they've yeah. done that <laughs> yeah I I feel like after that um but it I feel like because I've had that experience, though, even though it is a bad one, it builds my confidence to let me know what I want and not letting, not allowing myself to be in the same situation again, mm-hmm. which that I'm, I feel very fortunate now that mm-hmm. I, I can. So even though, you know, it was a bad experience, but, you know, it something good came out of it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I don't regret it and you know I'm still very like thankful of like you know what it taught me it sounds cheesy but or like no not at all (laughs) but like you know that that actually happened yeah cheesy lines aside like what is it like oh like like look beyond the rain for like the (laughs) silver lining in the cloud or like yeah oh uh there's no sunshine without the rain like all that stuff it's freaking true (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um what hopes do you have for the state of the world one year from now you know I do hope this sounds very cliche but um I do hope like after this past year so and so many trying to save the world documentary I actually I do hope like you know we're we're still trying to make a world this world last longer Mm -hmm. you know it may sound like you know of course she's saying that you know in a way but actually you know as a world obviously you know we we want to live in this planet 
or like you know save the polar bears and you know the fishes the turtles and everything right mm-hmm. so I don't know I feel like you know everyone's trying to work their way you know through it all so I don't know yeah yeah I hope people make good on their promises, like with all the different like protests and the, you know, the different movements that have kind of um, really gained a lot of momentum during the pandemic. I hope that it continues every single issue that has come to the forefront. I hope that people won't just forget about it because, you know, they can go on vacation again or they can travel again. Like, I hope Mm -hmm. people will really make a genuine commitment to it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And myself included, like, I hope that I'm able to hold myself accountable to be a part of this and like to be a voice for good, great causes, great yeah. things that we should all care about and yeah. should matter to us. Yeah. This brings back to leadership. Yeah. <laughs> leadership, leadership. <laughs> my goodness. I hope Mr. J is listening to this podcast and not shaking his head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's going to roll his eyes. My- those bunch of these, rock piles <laughs> these knuckleheads <laughs> and what lastly the last question is what has brought you unexpected joy during this pandemic puzzles <gasps> my love of puzzles what i didn't know this oh my god that was i was actually thinking of that that's actually one also one hobby that i well i always liked doing puzzles ever mm-hmm. since i was young but well, I'm still young, but like younger. when I was younger. <laughs> um, but the pandemic just like, oh, you know, I got all this free time. Let's just do puzzles. And I, that was one thing I really enjoyed, which was also one thing I noticed of like a alone time thing mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed because Justin doesn't like doing puzzles. He holds one piece and it's like, this is too stressful can't do this so I'm like okay it's okay I'll do it and then you know I put my headphones on and you know it's my own world yeah and I do my puzzle yeah and yeah that's one hobby that I forgot about but I that like puzzle finishing it brings me so much joy it's like yeah I'm gonna frame this you frame them I do because I try to buy puzzles that oh, pretty I ones. W- yeah pretty or like I would like like I would be okay with like hanging it around the, the house or something mm. yeah so um, yeah I can't believe you like you were into puzzles you're into puzzles like because I had my puzzle phase as well like it was a really exactly like you I thought it was like a really great alone time activity and it was really Mm -hmm. grounding for me yeah Um, so I did so many puzzles like between um like October and December last year like I could churn one out in like 24 hours like that's how obsessed I was yeah Um, and and some of them are so hard (laughs) there is to a point that I was doing so much puzzles, I'm not even looking at 500 pieces. Yeah. I'm like 1,000, 2,000, 2,000. 2,000? Like, I'm, I cannot go above 1,000. Yeah, I try. Well, I only did, I did one, 2,000. There was, I did a couple 1,000s and then I did one, 2,000. And it was really pretty. That it made me have so much satisfaction after I finished it. There was one puzzle I was really disappointed. I really liked it, but it was missing a piece. Oh, no. No, I even emailed the, like, manufacturer, and it took them, like, over a month yeah. to respond. And to a point, I was like, oh, okay, they're not going to respond. So I, like, you know, crumbled everything oh. and I put it back in because I thought they were going to respond. And then when they actually responded... They're like, please take a picture of the puzzle and let us know which piece. Then by the time I was like, oh, do I want to do the puzzle all over again? And (laughs) yeah, so what are they gonna do? Send you that one piece? Yeah, they would because I think that's what happened to um, uh, my sister was doing a puzzle Mm -hmm. and there was there was one piece missing and she emailed them and they sent her that one missing piece how do they even know which pieces uh 
I guess you can tell in the photo. Yeah, it's like I guess you take a rose. picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed doing puzzles. And but one thing I was scared of, I always thought my dog was gonna eat a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Did she? No, luckily. <laughs> She's like, this she doesn't smell good. <laughs> <laughs> there are some bite marks on one <laughs> <laughs> that's when she was trying it out but then she's like yeah. nah I remember oh, it's just cardboard <laughs> yeah well thank yeah. you so much for being on episode two of this thank podcast you. it was a pleasure to host you mm-hmm. and <laughs> this is where you talk about your social media handles and you like promote <laughs> yourself no I'm just kidding um yeah thanks so much for being a part of it no problem thank you so much for having me it's been uh, great chat feels like you know we're on a video date <laughs> hopefully we'll have one in person as well yes we should <laughs>